This is episode 211, not to be confused with the band 311 of the Q&A podcast. My name is Anthony, and sitting right across from me via Zoom, as always, is my pal DeQuincy. You know, as I'm counting down to give you the go-ahead to start the show, I was thinking in my head, how is he going to start the podcast this time? And once again, you have amazed me and confused me at the (laughs) same damn time. I'm doing good. How are you, my man? I'm doing uh I'm all right. I'm busy. I've been busy and I just got a huge adrenaline rush right before we started recording. So mm-hmm. um and then you told me that this adrenaline is rush. Okay. Just hook it to my veins, as Barney Gumble would say. He's over here on that cocaina. Uh the devil's dandruff. Mm-hmm. Um uh, I said that I said chill because uh, that's the the beginning of one of 311, the band, one of uh, 311, one of their most popular songs. And uh, song down. <laughs> it's just I'm... a hilarious way to start a song. <laughs> and, I thought, and then you told me we're in episode 211. And I was like, well, I'm not going to remember that at episode 311. So I figured I might as well just get it over with now. Your sense of humor, your train of thought is a marvelous thing to watch work. Let me tell you that, my friend. <laughs> it doesn't stop churning. It never does. Uh, so um, it is almost the end of uh, 2022. We come to you December 30th. This will come out on the 31st. So um, I just want to ask you, man, how are your holidays going? Good, man. It was busy as always, but mm-hmm. uh, fun, enjoyable. Not a lot of rest, but no. um, you know, that's not what the holidays are about. The holidays are about spending time with uh, loved ones and uh, all that good stuff. So I did a lot of that. I'm still doing a lot of that, mm-hmm. and uh, can't complain. Did you get everything you wanted from Santa Claus? <laughs> yeah, man, I got. I uh, I did all right this year. I must say. Santa Claus came through in this household this year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so for the past couple of months, my son has won an Oculus because, oh, uh, yeah, because he has white friends and their parents have money. So he spent the, <laughs> he spent the night at one of his friend's house and uh, they have an Oculus. And, you know, as soon as I pick him up the next day, all I heard about for two hours was um, his friend's Oculus, how much he wanted one, and he wanted to put one on the on his Christmas list for Santa Claus. And I'm just like, well, we'll see what we can do. <laughs> <laughs> you hey. should have called me up as soon as he told you that, because I would have at least chipped in for the uh, disposable camera. <laughs> uh, uh, I, you know, because when he gets lost <laughs> in that world. <laughs> Things are going to be pretty neat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's going to want to take photos. So, you know, um, Santa Claus went to work, put in extra days of overtime at the North Pole. Hint, hint, wink, wink. Mm-hmm. And um, 
it was waiting for him underneath the tree. Now, the uh, messed up thing is um, when Gary I doesn't when, like it. No, 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 no. Okay. <laughs> when I don't know, I don't know if you're playing in front of your children, so we're just gonna keep on going. When Santa Claus bought the thing at Target, he bought the the discounted one that came with the uh, Resident Evil Four download. Uh huh. If you ever played Resident Evil 4, you're going, oh, no, right now, because that's a game with zombies and monsters. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So um, here's the uh, the download card right here. I made sure to slip it away from him <laughs> uh, when he opened the box. But, um, yeah, he has been on there playing the, um, what game is that, the Beat Saber game and having a blast with it. And I'll be honest, I was one of the people that was like, oh, man, this is a waste of money. For um, not for me, for like uh, what's his name, Marcus uh, Zuckerberg, spending spending all that money trying to make people get into the metaverse, spending billions of billions of dollars, and people are losing their jobs and so on and so off. And I was like, ah, no one wants this. Then I put that thing on, buddy. I was wrong. Oh boy, <laughs> that thing is so much fun. It's so much fun that my girlfriend and I are contemplating buying one for ourselves. Oh man! And the Zuck can hear you right now, and mm-hmm. he's laughing and howling, yeah, doubled over. You know, if those things were like one ninety nine or two fifty. Or something like that, they would be out of the stores. The only thing that's keeping them, you know, locked up behind a glass wall at Walmart and Target is the fact they're three fifty four hundred dollars. Right. But yeah, they're really fun. Like if you ever get, if you you hear me and you like, you're thinking about buying like splurging on something when you get your tax income check. You know, that's one thing you should look at because it's really enjoyable. Like, not just the game, but also, like, they have exercise um, activities on there as well. So it'd be nice. Just um, make sure you have a wide enough area when you start playing with the people. Yeah, that's uh, one of the things that I've noticed is that people go flying through walls and television, things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Knock on wood for you. Yeah, thanks. It, it works with the. Uh, you know, You're a big guy. I mean, yeah. you you got a you got a pretty long wings, pretty wide wingspan to begin mm-hmm. with. Yes, yeah, so I also have three animals that don't give a damn about my well being. <laughs> they will walk in between my legs whenever. But yeah, that was great. Um, and you know, I got a couple of things I wanted. I got um, uh, a mixer, the God of War Ragnarok game. I've been playing that since Christmas and enjoying the ever loving hell out of it. Uh, what about you? Uh, I got a nice, a very nice bottle of uh, scotch, Ooh. Uh, scotch whiskey, uh, which was very surprising. Mm-hmm. And I am looking forward to cracking it open at some point. Um, I got, uh, oh, I got a record cleaning kit. Mm-hmm. Something I did, I. I should have had a long time ago. I just never <laughs> spent all my money on records. <laughs> I just never bought the device to clean them, <laughs> make sure they stay, you know, crisp and clean. Um, and I got to say, one of, the, one of the coolest things I got. Mm-hmm. So my mother gave me the, so I, she gave me a stocking and, and I was opening the stocking and this 
little this plastic tube came out mm-hmm. and it was uh it's a very light hollow black plastic like it's almost like a hexagon or something like that and i was like oh okay um, give you a beaten tube <laughs> i thought i so, was getting a little worried when you're doing your dj set you can beat the ho- the holes back when they act enough get back so i was like oh what is it? and there was a little flap at the top i was like cool i was like you know you know i'm not flying i'm like what the hell is this i was just <laughs> like okay uh let's let's work with this let's you know you're, you're a smart guy sort of sometimes like <laughs> figure this out. I couldn't figure it out. And then she goes, it's a trash can for your car. Put in a cup holder. And I said, yes, this is a great fucking gift. Because I have receipts and bubble gum wrappers for months on end. And, and I can't fit drinks in my cup holder because there's too many of those things. And now I've got something that I just put in the back of my back cut holder in the backseat of my car. And I, I already used it. I got some gas, and I got the receipt, and I put it in that in that little joker, and my clean my car is clean as a whistle. Oh, that reminds me. I got one of those like uh, those trash bags that go that hooks onto the the back of your car seat. So yeah. I have it on the back of the passenger car seat. And I'm just and oh my god, you just dump bottles and put whatever you want <laughs> in there, and then when you get to a gas station, you just dump it, everything out. Boom. And, and it's also like um. Uh, what's up? It's all you can use it as a um, like a, a mini cooler. You throw ice in there and have drinks for like a road trip or something. Very cool. Yes, I'm like, thank you, Amazon. <laughs> Look at me giving praise to um, uh, Zuckerberg and um, um Jeff Bezos. Bezos. Yeah, podcast going down a wrong term today. <laughs> I'm gonna put on a top hat and a monocle and be like, down with unions <laughs> soon. Um. <laughs> I think uh, the best gift that I got was one I got for myself. This right here. Now you're going to be praising yeah. Tim Apple. Yeah. Um, yeah. The trifecta. I, yeah. <laughs> the hat trick. Yeah. I traded in my, um, my 11, my iPhone 11 for a 14 Pro Max. Very nice. Yes. This, ooh, buddy. I remember those days when I was team Android and I like I just um just playing around and figuring all the settings on my Android phone. Never again, never going back to the slums. It's Apple for life, <laughs> bitch. Oh, question. Did you have um any issues buying stuff for your parents? Not this year. <laughs> oh, good. And only because they actually like, well, my dad likes stuff. Like he likes, you know, he's like us. He likes comic books and he likes, mm-hmm. you know, all sorts of stuff that it's easy. You know, I, I, it's easy to buy for him. I, I, I'll never run about, run out of ideas to buy for him. My mother, on the other hand, is very difficult because she doesn't want stuff. She doesn't care about stuff. You know, she's just like, you know, I don't need stuff, you know? So it's like, I don't want to just give her junk, mm-hmm. but but this year, I uh, I was actually I, I did pretty well for her because, like, her and my dad were really. I mean, they they did not miss a game this season, from opening day till game six of the World Series. They didn't miss a game, and uh, so I got her, you know, some some uh, Astro swag. Mm-hmm. So 
wasn't too bad this year. It was, it was actually a good year for them, for me. Should just should have just gave him some extra money to cover the um, increase in them ticket prices. Yeah, <laughs> but your your parents will get that uh that re up email and be shook. <laughs> you want a World Series team? You gotta pay World Series prices, baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good, man. I tell you, I wish my mother and my grandmother were as easy to buy for as your father is. Every time for like, I would go over there and ask them, "What do you want for Christmas?" They're like, oh, we don't know. Just try to find something. Whatever you get, we'll like. And I'm like, that doesn't help. <laughs> so I just finally broke down. And I got them both gift cards. There you go. Yeah, I'll buy whatever y'all want. There's, I don't, I, I don't begrudge anybody that gives out dishes out gift cards. I, I've done it. I've gotten them. I love them. I love mm-hmm. giving them. You know, solid gift since the since since it's an it's since its inception. Yes, solid gift. Yeah, I'll take them all day because I know that I'm impossible to buy for. Buy for because as soon as I want mm-hmm. something, I turn to um, Ariana Grande. I'm like, I see it, I want it, I buy it, I get it. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my girlfriend had to stop me from buying um, a new blender because ours had broke. Um, and it broke in the worst way. It broke as I was using it. Like the bottom broke, so everything just fell out of the bottom while it's spinning. Oh no! And that was I was so mad. But yeah, so the uh, like a week before Christmas, we were in Target, and I'm like, oh, I got a Target card. Let me go with the blender. She's like, Ah, Santa's coming. <laughs> I don't know even do anything. I was like, All right. And then you know, wake up Christmas morning, I got a brand new Ninja blender. That's awesome. Yes. First thing, first thing I made in there was a smoothie with um, you know, the frozen fruits from like uh, Dole, the Dole package, the pre-packaged mm-hmm. ones. I put in some wine as my base and some um, <laughs> <laughs> and some uh, um, pre-workout. I was zooming the rest of the day, buddy. <laughs> that shit hit like crack. That's. That's a good. That's a good start for your day. That's for sure. I I kind of had that same issue. The, that was kind of the one thing I did. That did like I ran into was like, uh, the whole time my mom had wanted the, the uh, parade hat mm-hmm. that the team wore on the parade. It had like champ champs across the, the front and it had the trophy in the middle and stuff like that. And she kept trying to buy it, but it kept selling out. Mm-hmm. And she actually got, she ordered it sometime, I think, in November, or maybe October, or no, November, definitely November, once the playoffs were over by by November. But um, I remember she ordered it, and then all of a sudden they canceled her order for some reason. I don't, I don't know why. And she was like, man, they keep canceling my order. I'm going to keep ordering it. So like a week later, I saw it online, and I was like, you know, what? I'm going to give it a shot. Mm-hmm. went through i got it a week later and she was still talking about it she was like they keep canceling my order and i my my head wanted to say stop mm-hmm. stop it <laughs> oh i was gonna say in your head you're thinking they canceled her order to fulfill mine i betray- <laughs> betrayed my mother stop it don't buy it for yourself <laughs> i got you mm-hmm. <laughs> i got you 
So that was a little nerve wracking because mm-hmm. I didn't want her to like, you know, see her one day and she's rocking one that she already just ordered. She's like, yeah, it's here. Like, damn it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm it, glad it all worked out good. Yeah, I'm glad that you and your family had a, a Merry Christmas. And same uh, here, man. I'm, I'm happy for for uh, the little guy. Sounds like he he scored big. That's yes. awesome. Yes, he scored big, and so did my credit card company. <laughs> yeah. And everyone, listen. We hope you guys had a Merry Christmas, Happy um, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever you celebrate. And um, thank you for listening. But um, let's get to what we were go- what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about some wrestling. It's been a long time since we actually sat down and talked about the old graps. It's time to get back to it, man. Um, so I want to start with this. When we look back at this year, 2022, another in the series of hell 20s that we're living through, mm-hmm. what, is, what are the stories that you're going to remember from this year? 2022, mm-hmm. um, the start and stop and return of Cody Rhodes. <laughs> that's your number one? No, I mean, obviously the bloodline is number one. Oh, that's not, not, not my number one. But you don't even watch AEW. Oh, AEW is in my number one. My number one is still WWE. Oh, okay. Um, I mean, it's got to be, you know, the, the dominance of the bloodline. Mm-hmm. Um the career year of Sami Zayn, mm-hmm. which we said a year before, before he even got involved with the bloodline. That's how good he is. He's only gotten better since the last time we said this is his career year. Mm-hmm. So it's like, where does he go from here? Um, yeah, the return of Cody Rhodes, um, the walkouts of Sasha and Naomi. Um, oh, but yeah, no, how, how could I forget? I'm waiting Vincent, for you to get to number one. Vincent Kennedy McMahon. <laughs> Thank you. Not only retiring, but retiring out of the blue and retiring after he had those heat checks on SmackDown and Raw where he was coming out, looking at the crowd, basically saying, y'all still fuck with your boy? <laughs> yeah. All right, let's keep the party rolling. And, and then the crowd said, yes. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, he just announces on Twitter, oh, I'm 74, I retire, I'm done. It's time to go back to my home planet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the block is getting too hot here on Earth. And have you <laughs> have you heard the stories that he, he wants to return now? Yes. Like he's talking about, he, he feels like, oh, he, he should have just let it blow over and everything. I'm like, wow, yes, you could have let it all blow over because you're a rich white man in America and nothing really happens to, to people like you. It's better for everyone involved that you step down. It's been the best thing. Product has not been this good in years. Mm-hmm. Um, as great as Roman Reigns is, he's still not a crossover star right now. And yet, product is still damn good with him as the top guy. I mean, he's he's made flashes of it. Like, he's crossed over in different movies and, you know, TV appearances and things like that, but he's not there yet. You know, I think the only person that's a crossover star right now, well, the only two people would be um, the Miz and Maurice. 
Yeah. Um, I would also put Ronda in there. Oh, okay. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. She had a life before she came to this. But yeah, yeah the biggest story to be always going to be Vincent Mann stepping down. And um, let's go talk about some other ones. You just talked about Sasha and Naomi walking out in the WWE. I mean, it's been what? what six, eight seven? Months. Yeah, eight months. Almost. We still have no idea what's going on. Well, we kind of do. Well, last report that Sasha was going to be um, in Japan taking part of um, what's her pay-per-view called? Wrestle Kingdom. Wrestle Kingdom, yeah. But do we know she's having a match or is she just at, having an appearance or what? So everything that I've read is that mm-hmm. she's making a making an appearance. Mm-hmm. Um, I've read stories that she they negotiated the a quiet exit months ago mm-hmm. so that January 1st, she should be a free agent to sign wherever. And AEW has a pay-per-view shortly, like early in the new year, where Soraya, the former Paige, is needing a partner, a tag team partner. So there's a lot of hints there. The only thing I have with that is uh, Sasha is the reason why Soraya <laughs> no longer wrestles. Yeah. She's one of the injured, mm-hmm. like that drop kick to her, to her spine. So, you know, unless they, you know. Uh, Well, I'm sure, you know, you'll figure out a way to work with him. I mean, if Big E ever wrestles again, I'm sure he'll wrestle Ridge Holland again. Now, yeah. Because he, look, the thing about Ridge Holland is he has gotten a lot better Mm -hmm. since then. And time Um, heals all wounds. Yeah, yeah. But going back to what you say, uh, the one thing that, I don't understand about Sasha going to AEW is who the hell is she going to be feuding with? It's not a great women's division. Like the the it's going to be women's wrestling doesn't translate as well as men's indie wrestling. And I, I'm sorry to say that. But you know it's not a strong division and it would be too early for her to feud with Jade Cargill because if, if, if you really, really want to build a legit women's division, mm-hmm. they have been doing the slow burn, the slow build with her since day one. And that's fine. But, you know, that's, a, that's fine. I, and I like Jade Cargill. She has the look that you want as right. a wrestler and just as a woman, period. Oh, my God, the woman is beautiful. But she still makes a lot of mistakes in the ring. Right. So, I mean, I feel like it would be too early for someone like that. But, you know, she's someone that needs needs to take that next step. Mm-hmm. Um, would that be with Sasha? I don't know. You know, would Sasha be... Would Sasha want to work with her so early? Um, and again, you know, it's another thing of like, are we really just going to put the title on an ex WWE person, another former WWE person? Yeah, and I'm like, do you really want to see Brit Brit Breaker in the ring? Like, she's fine. She's well, like, she's a B plus player. She's that's her ceiling. And that's fine if you're just, you know, if you don't really care about the women's division, which I think Tony Khan doesn't care about the women's division. Hmm? 
They really don't. No. They really it just—it feels like, like you said, it's going to be another ex WWE superstar coming in, and just dominating. Yes. Yeah. And I know if you listen to this, you're like, oh, well, who the hell does she have to take on in WWE? We've already seen her versus Charlotte, her versus Becky, her versus Bailey, her versus Bianca. And I'm like, yeah, I understand. Go look at NXT and see what that women's division looks like. Yeah, the, uh, you know, train keeps moving in Mm -hmm. WWE and they've got a clear method of churning out the next big star and it looks like it might be this Roxanne Perez you 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 can make a case that the NXT women's division is stronger than the men's I don't even think that's a hot take to say right now I there's yeah I don't think there's anybody that could argue that and that's no knock on uh, Braun Breaker and Grayson Wall- Grayson Waller and Carmelo Hayes. Uh, I'm sorry, Carmelo Hayes. Carmelo Hayes, Wesley. You know, it's just we're just in that that phase right now, and, and that's that's just how it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's no offense to them, but like there are more women that I could see being the top champion on Raw SmackDown than men, mm-hmm. and that's just how it is. And no offense, I, I like a lot of guys on NXT, and I'm interested to see um, who Dragon Lee just signed in. He reported to WWE in February. I'd be very interested to see what he does in NXT and on the main roster. Right. Uh, I can just go off on naming all the women that are in NXT right now that I would love to see Sasha Banks feud with if she come back to WWE. But you know, that's just me being selfish. What really should happen is. Sasha should do whatever's best for Sasha. Mm-hmm. It's like, like my opinion shouldn't really matter. Like if if going back to WWE, if that makes her happy, good. If it's doing all these shows in Japan, good. If it's coming back to AEW, even though I disagree with it, it's still if it works for her, it's still good for her. Right. Um, and Naomi just in the wind. <laughs> Look, she's married into the Anawi, Anawi, the Samoan family. Yeah, okay. She, uh, you know, there's. She's oh, gonna be sorry, sorry. I'm looking at the women's roster on NXT right now, and and the name just crossed my eyes. So Ruka, did you see that finisher of hers? Yes. Oh my god, that like took over social media for like two days. That was insane. Yeah, still insane. No, and the second one was smoother than the first. Of course, of course. How could it not be? You, you get a feel for it that first time. You're like, okay, I, I all right, I'm gonna tweak it. I'm gonna time it. Time get that timing even better, and boom, she did it. It's the coolest finisher move that I've seen in NXT since Ember Moon's Eclipse. And I feel the same way as about the eclipse that I feel about. I think they call it Snow the Soul Snatcher. Mm-hmm. Like it's a move that sh- like you need to find another finisher move because that move it really needs only needs to be broke out on special occasions just to save your body. <laughs> right. But yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, um, 
like you said, Naomi, she's married into the bloodline. Um, I I really want to see her come back. She she's a great talent. She only makes the roster better. Go back and watch those matches she had with Charlotte Flair. Mm-hmm. Like they their chemistry was off the charts. Uh, speaking of NXT, there's a story that happened a while ago that we did not get to talk about, and that is Mandy Rose getting released because of her fan page getting a little too XXX. <laughs> now, you and I talked about this. You know, we text back and forth, and I think we both had the same conclusion. For us, for, you know, we're mid 30 something men a woman having the only fans or a fan page or whatever no big deal to us but if you're a company that puts out a product a product that's labeled pg i can see why it would be an issue right now personally i would have just suspended her by like made her drop the title to uh roxine roxanne perez suspended her and just said you know you can't role like this anymore we got you know sponsors we got to deal with that that expect us to be wholesome well as wholesome as we can be <laughs> at least give her an, an ultimatum yeah you know but at the same time she clearly was making way more money doing that than she was in nxt yeah which is great because she doesn't have an nxt contract she has a main roster contract so right. she's probably making more than just about everyone in NXT except for guys like um uh what's his name? Apollo Cruz. You know, people right. have been up or the new day. People have been up and well no. Yeah, I guarantee the new day is making the most out of everybody in NXT right now. Or even if she was making the exact same amount of money she was making as a wrestler, mm-hmm. then why wouldn't you keep doing that? You're literally showing your body, not busting up your body. You know, mm-hmm. you're not yeah. putting that wear and tear. Wrestling night in, night out, training all the time. You know, slamming, being slammed on the mat. You know. Yeah, I understand. If I could show myself off and get paid for it, I'd do it in a hot second, ladies. This dick ain't free. <laughs> I'm sorry, I've been drinking a little bit. Um, what are the big new stories from 2022? Um, I mean, we got to talk about the CM Punk media scrum. Sure. And yeah. we talked about that before. Um, only thing that's changed since then is the Elite are back in AEW. Um, did they win the Trios championship? Not yet. Then they have the best of seven. Didn't it finish last not week? Yet. It's not over. No, they got one. They're, I think, number seven is maybe what next week. Oh lord, I'm gonna look this. Uh, yeah, I think it's next week. Max. But they, you know, they've definitely gone. Oh, yeah, you're They're right. going to game seven, essentially. Yeah, and we all saw that coming. Yeah, it's going to be on January 11th, Los Angeles, California, on Dynamite, of course. Mm-hmm. 
right. Isn't it a ladder match? Yes. Oh, okay. Should be fun. And um What the heck is that noise? Hold on one second. Sure. Let me pause this real quick. Okay. All right, we're back. Sorry about that. That's some some noises back there. I'm gonna need one of those like blinking lights that say now recording so people just <laughs> <laughs> don't make any noise. Um yeah. So AEW, the scrum. You think CM Punk comes back? Man, no, no. I think it's I think it's over, man. He's, you know, you can you can still perform. I mean, look, AJ Styles, Edge, Finn Balor, um, Chris Jericho, mm-hmm. Cesaro, Sheamus. You know. Brock, you can you can perform well into your 40s and 50s. But you can't do it after taking 7 years off of you know. Yeah, cuz that dude, like I of course I don't watch AEW so I can see the matches live, but I would see him on YouTube it's like this guy is running through molasses. And you can't you can't keep performing at that level mm-hmm. when you're in the kind of shape that he's in. And he's in better shape than me still. Yeah. No doubt. But if you look at Edge, if you look at Rey Mysterio, look at, you know, well, at least those guys. Well, Ray has kept going, but Edge, who was out for 10 years, didn't wrestle for 10 years. I mean, he clearly, you know, got some secret sauce and some, you know. Secret sauce? Are you trying to say something? <laughs> He got some good vitamins, that's for sure. Oh, okay, that's where it goes. Um, and he was Legend. able to keep it going. You know, he he his body held up. Mm-hmm. He, was, he looked strong. He looked like he could keep wrestling. Punk has never had that kind of physique. He's never kept in, himself in that kind of shape, whether on steroids or not, or whatever you want to call it. Allegedly, the way he's built, he, he's he's not built for the long term. Mm-hmm. anymore and i think missing wrestling you know not have having not wrestled for seven years um breaking your body down in other ways you know competing in jiu-jitsu and training jiu-jitsu which is a very taxing endeavor you know one of the most taxing endeavors you could you could you know put your body through um He's breaking. I mean, he breaks down every six months now. He's he's broken down every three months since he's been back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in, in some in some capacity. When the title gets hurt, when's the title gets hurt? Yeah. The only thing that I worry about, or I would worry about, if I was Tony Khan, would be like, if I let him go, this spiteful dick is going to go to WWE just to be an asshole. Right, because he did the same thing to WWE. Yeah. Now, the question would be, does WWE want to deal with that? I don't know. I mean, it's a new regime, man. Mm-hmm. It's uh, Hunter has not proven himself to be a petty guy yet. Mm-hmm. At least I don't think. Not that I can remember. Um, 
But this is a guy who really stressed development. And sure, he he got real lucky by signing the best indie talent of the, you know, of this generation, you know, from, you know, 2012 to 20, you know, 18, essentially. Like, he had an amazing roster of, you know, established stars mm -hmm. uh, that he was able to elevate even further within that, you know, development developmental system. But I think he is back to developing, you know, to development again. And I don't know if he wants to go that far back to the well, you know, mm -hmm. especially with a guy that's cantankerous, that is not going to be easy to work with. Because it, it, with CM Punk, it's not, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when he becomes disgruntled, um, something sets him off, something rubs him the wrong way. And, you know, that's just how it is with him. And um, I don't think he's worth that headache anymore to Hunter. Yeah. So Especially if you got a guy who's got a bad heart himself. <laughs> I don't think he wants that added stress. Yeah. It's stressful yeah. enough to run the creative of world wrestling entertainment to add someone like CM Punk. I don't think is worth his time and energy at this point. Yeah. It's like, can you come in and play ball? And like, um, I, you know, I, I think he, uh, I don't know how much he could add to, the product these days. Ah, not worth the headache and not worth any more of this conversation. Let's move on. Another big story that happened this year. Bray Wyatt's return to WWE. That was a month long episode, months long episode that had people standing in front of their TV scanning QR codes. Right. Did you ever so, do it? No, I don't. No, ever since um, oh, the Super Bowl commercial with uh, Bitcoin, where they were trying to have people scan the QR code bouncing around, <laughs> I'm like, no, I don't trust them. No, no, not at all. Bray Wyatt is definitely the biggest return, mm -hmm. right? But I think the bigger story than Bray Wyatt is the return of so many from that mass exodus. And I think, and I was, you know, I'm glad you brought this up because I was thinking about this before we paused. I was trying to bring that up and I'm glad we, we got to it. Mm -hmm. But I think it's interesting to see how much what's worked and what hasn't since these people have been coming back. I think Dexter Loomis hasn't worked completely. I don't think Johnny Gargano has worked completely. Um, I think they're in the wrong kinds of storylines to, you know, get themselves over with the crowd. I hope that's not the case with Bronson Reed. Um, Dakota Kai, EO Sky have made the most of their returns. They're the only ones that have been champions since then. Um, Karrion Cross 
not great. Not a great return. Bray Wyatt the most intriguing because he still hasn't done, you know, we still haven't seen the full story unfold. And Braun Strowman, I think, has been a bust as well. So when you say they're a bust, what were you expecting from them when they came back? Um, I was expecting them to be to have stronger storylines because that's one thing that Hunter has. That's like the the thing that Hunter has been kind of given credit for is the stories that they've put together with their with their talent. You know, that's the thing that we always complain about Vince. It's like, what is he doing with these guys? They're going nowhere. And we haven't seen a clear direction for anybody, really. And I'm not saying the path is directly to the world title or the path is to a title, but I think the path needs to be a little more clear, a little more entertaining. Because Bray, uh, and a Braun has kind of jumped around from feud to feud, you know, just because he's there, he happens to be in the building. That really doesn't do anything for his character. Doesn't do anything for his development. Bronze and it doesn't, because... it doesn't make him, it doesn't get him any closer to a bigger storyline than, you know, maybe he hopes to get to at some point. All right. So my rebuttal against that would be like, none of these guys are beating Roman Reigns for the championship. No, no. By no means. No, no, and let me let me continue. And that's the thing that I I getting upset. People are acting like everyone that came back is supposed to be like at the top of the card. And it's like, mm-hmm. no, some of these guys are just here for depth. Like you have someone like Braun Strowman who can play like the big monster who can have these little guys flip off him. You have someone like Hit Row. These guys are back being, you know, depth for the tag team division that everyone likes to say is so weak. And the storyline that had um, Dexter Loomis and um, John Gargano with The Miz, we are just going to agree to disagree because I was very much entertained by that because... (laughs) There's one thing like if you have someone in the company that you're not you're worried about what they sound like on the mic and can they do this promo, this, that, and the third, you know who you put them with? Mike Mizanin. Because he could do all the work. And we know Johnny Gargano can work his ass off in the ring. We've seen it time after time in NXT. His promos aren't always the best. They never, they never have been. Mm-hmm. You give him someone like the Miz to work off with, and it's been like for me, it's been entertaining as hell. I look at Johnny Gargano, and you're right. We know exactly what he's capable of in the ring, and we've only seen one glimpse of it, and that was against Chad Gable. I think his first match back, and that was a fantastic technical wrestling match. But we haven't seen much of that since. And I think it's a discredit to guys like Organo and uh, Loomis. If you're right, I, I, you're 100% right, but I think it does them a disservice if The Miz is having to do the heavy lifting. Because you're right, we know exactly what The Miz is capable of. We know that he is good on the mic, that he's a safe worker, he's a competent worker, you know, he has all the accolades. 
Um, and when you work with the Miz as a face, he's going to get you over. Like you're going to be beloved by the crowd because he is that slimy heel that can make you seem like the knight in shining armor. Absolutely. No, I, I 100% agree with you on that one. Yeah. And also my thing is like, if he's like I said, Gargano's not the greatest at promo. So what you do is you stick him with the Miz, you get him that time, you give him that work. So when you do shoot him to the moon and give him the Daniel Bryan storyline, he's <laughs> a perfect, well-rounded player. He can do everything. This this is just like this is training like you this is like in basketball cap you're like oh okay so you're this great shooter you can't play defense well every day you come in here the first thing we're going to work on is defense rotation shuffling your feet and that's what they're doing right now with Gargano. Okay. Like we know we you we know what you can do in the ring when it's time to go you go. But we need to work on this stuff before we give you we give you the rocket. So no, when, that's fair. That's so a fair point too. Next year, when whenever whenever Gargano wins like the U.S. Championship or he goes over to SmackDown, wins the Intercontinental Championship, it's just a go, baby. Nothing stops, and you just keep going until he wins. Like whenever they decide to split the two titles, he wins. The, if he wins the WWE Championship, it just goes. There's this all all gas, no breaks. Right mm-hmm. now, we just need to make sure he's a complete player. And like I said, Braun Strowman, he's just weird because what are you gonna do with that dude? Yeah, it's like but, a must. Like, what do you do with a guy that enormous? You know. And then who else got, came back? So another is Cody Rhodes, and that was by far the most interesting mm-hmm. because he, he clearly had the trajectory going. But this is going somewhere. He's he's in a big time feud. With Seth Rollins, like, Mm -hmm. you know, if you're not feuding with Roman right away, to feud with Rollins is like one B essentially. Um, and he got hurt. Mm -hmm. You know that that's that's an unfortunate thing that happened. I mean, that's that's the worst possible thing that could have happened in that short time that he's in the short time that he had been back, Um, because it set everything back. It's delayed everything that they were probably looking to do. Um, and he's lucky or he's, he's fortunate enough that he has the name. He has the goodwill um, that when he does return, it's going to be a big deal. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a second big deal. His yeah. return from his return is going to be a big deal. Much like his return was a big deal. Yeah, he's coming back. So, if he comes back in the World Rumble, if he's one of those surprise entrants, um, the Alamo Dome's gonna go crazy. It's gonna be almost as big as Edge mm-hmm. or Styles when he debuted. Yeah, I mean, it, it's gonna be that level, and deservedly so. Deservedly so, in my opinion. Um, we look at Karrion Cross, who kind of was inserted almost with Roman right away. Mm-hmm. And that is completely physical. <laughs> he drew the 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 unfortunate straw of having to feud with the top babyface right now mm-hmm. in the company yeah, because well, that could have gone McIntyre if he won some more matches. Yeah, I mean to. 
for a guy that a lot of people don't remember or don't know, for him to start f- trying to feud with Drew McIntyre right away mm-hmm. is not great. Because yeah. McIntyre is one of those guys that doesn't lose. He's not going to lose. Yeah. You may catch him on SmackDown or at one of the B pay-per-views, but he's always going over at one of the big shows. Yeah. I don't know. It's one uh he also one of those guys like he he's not championship material or I should say he's not top title material, but if he was on Raw running in the running for the US championship, like mm-hmm. we wouldn't have the problem with we wouldn't be saying this right now. Like if he mm-hmm. was over there raw and, and was US champion and was just like beating up on um Austin Theory and Seth Rollins, we would look at him different. He's on the wrong show. <laughs> Because he's not getting either one of those titles that are on SmackDown right now. Right. No, no. And also, like, I feel like those guys and gals that got released never should have been released in the first place. So this is just like the company trying to do right by them. Well, the new regime doing right by them. Like, hey, you never should have been fired. Let's give you an opportunity to to prove um, what you have here. And if it doesn't work, then you know you'll be mm. released again. <laughs> you'll be trying to call out Tony Khan. Uh, um, any other big any other returns we're missing? A, a few, but not worth. Not really mentioning. I mean, you know, not not haven't really gotten a, a whole lot of traction. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but everyone can't be you know the champ. Some people have some people have to be mid. You know, middle of the pack. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's get back down. Let's get down to the big to do. Made two lists. I checked it twice. One was our top 10 wrestlers of the year. The other one was our top 10 matches of the year. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I did all 10. Well, all 20, technically. Um, I'll give you the choice. Which one do you want to go first with the uh, matches or the wrestlers? We'll do the matches. All right. Do you have a list available? Nope, but I'm going to wing it. Wow. I, I can I think I can do this. Here I am. I was doing the research, the hard work over weeks and weeks and weeks. And here comes Mr. Anthony. Just like, oh, I'm gonna wing it. I know all about wrestling. I'm the man. <laughs> and Not actually, quite, that's, but that's a lot. I did my wrestler week my wrestler list like two weeks ago and um I did my wrestling matches um about mm, four hours ago. <laughs> Man. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I'm gonna start at 10, count down to one. Um or we I was gonna say uh, my original plan was for us to go back and forth, but someone doesn't have a 10, so they're dead to me right now. All right, so number 10 on this list. Matches just happened. Austin Theory versus Seth Rollins versus Bobby Lashley. Triple threat match uh, for the U.S. title at Survivor Series War Games. 
I, I can't argue with that one. I think that was definitely a top 10 worthy match. It was surprise finish, mm-hmm. hard hitting. Um, and it helped establish, continue establishing theory. Yeah. All my matches are going to have either unbelievable, uh, uh, spectacular moments or just two or more dudes just beating the holy hell out of each other. I want you to know that right now. Speaking of which, um, my number nine match of the year, Imperium versus the Brawling, Bru- the Brawling Brutes, the good old-fashioned Donnybrook match at Extreme Rules. Just, oh, just beating the holy hell out of each other. That was entertain- entertaining as hell. Also, thank you, WWE, for finally uh, going back to Every match extreme rules had to have an extreme rules on it. Yep. I think uh, last year there was only one match that had uh <laughs> extreme simplifier on Stipulation. it. Stipulation. Yeah, and like thank you, Triple H. Thank you, base H for coming through and saving the day. Cause <laughs> God, there, like there's no point of this. If you're just gonna have one TL no one table batch and everything else just regular ass batches, then change the name but i'm glad we're back we're showing extreme violence extreme rules one night a uh, year love it um before i get to number eight how many on your list do you actually have i uh i would say five but you like those okay. first two that you've mentioned i would put them in my top 10 as well okay yeah five okay number eight Seth Rollins versus Matt Riddle clash at the castle. Ooh, yeah, I forgot about that one. Or at the castle? Yeah, this was the match, the one that happened before the fight pit match. Right, right. This is one where um, <laughs> Seth Rollins does the stomp from the middle rope to finish Matt Riddle. That was just a brutal, violent match. Uh, for two dudes that just do not like each other. And also, like, the crowd. Crowd work isn't very important in matches. The crowd at uh, Clash of the Castle was the best crowd that I've heard all year. Mm-hmm. Those, um, Welshmen. UK, yeah, those Welshmen, UKers, they were out, out of their goddamn mind for wrestling. And honestly, I hope that they make that a yearly thing. They can fill. It's another. It's another stadium they can fill. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was number eight. Number seven, the Usos versus the Street Profits at Money in the Bank for the Unified Tag Team Championship. Yes, yes, absolutely. That was the best tag team match in WWE this year. The Street Profits were like it's amazing how the Usos can just have match of the year contenders against damn near any black tag team that comes <laughs> against them. I was gonna say any, but then I remember Top Dollar almost dying doing that suicide dive on SmackDown <laughs> last week. Uh but yeah watching um just those two teams go go at it the one move where it was what was it uh, I believe it was um, the Street Profits. They did the pounce back body drop on one of the Usos. We're like um, Montez Ford 
no, no, not Ford. Um, Dawkins pounced, he pounced on the Uso. Uso went flying, and Ford caught him into a back by drop. It was like, it was such an innovative move. I've never seen anything like that. Mm-hmm. And like that match was so good. And <laughs> it's the only bad part about it was their match at SummerSlam, which is it just couldn't, it didn't compare. Yeah, and was that match, was that the one with the wonky finish? Yeah, that was the one where um, Montez's shoulder was down the, on the uh, mat, so they had the rematch at SummerSlam. Right, right. Yeah, I, I saw the vision. I just wish the SummerSlam match was good. I still don't understand what the hell Jeff Jarrett was doing in that match because he just worked as a regular-ass referee. question. <laughs> <laughs> and my number one, oh, I'm sorry, my number six match, sorry. It comes from a man that's only had three wrestling matches this year, but it's Roman Reigns versus Jake Paul, Crown Jewel. Logan Paul. Logan Paul, sorry. Yep, that's definitely in my top ten. (laughs) I'm so glad WWE got out of the business of just getting celebrities because they were a big name and decided we're going to get celebrities. (laughs) Uh-uh. My girlfriend's talking about Bad Bunny. You know, Bad Bunny is the it's the third straight year that he's been the most streamed artist on Spotify. You will sit, you will not come up in here and disrespect Bad Bunny if in this house. Puerto Rico's on. Yeah, Puerto Rico's on. Now, did you have you watched that man wrestle? That man lives for this shit. <laughs> he, he's coming back next year. Yeah, he willingly moved down to Orlando for months to train for him. He he loves this. Yeah, but back to this. Um Logan Paul. Um if all the other things in the world that he has going on doesn't work out for him, he has a career in wrestling. Mm-hmm. And that's something I never thought I would have said going into this year. <laughs> So that's my uh, 10 through 6. So I'll give you a chance. So you got your top 5? Top 5, I would say, in no particular order. Mm-hmm. I would have Cody versus Seth mm-hmm. in Hell in a Cell. Mm-hmm. Two days after Cody Rhodes tore his pectoral muscle. That is my number three match of the year. And could not take the robe off in under 10 seconds. <laughs> uh, an amazing feat by a true student of the game. You know, someone who his family is integral in the history of the success of this business. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there was no way he was going to let a torn pectoral muscle keep him, prevent him from wrestling that match. And it was a damn good match. It was entertaining. It was painful to watch. And he did it because he couldn't do any more damage to his chest. Yeah, it was like just shoot him full of Toradol and have him get out there. Yeah. He's more drugged than man. <laughs> But yeah, that was my number three match um, on my list. I love that match. I would also put Sheamus versus Gunther at Clash of the Castle. 
that is my number one match of the year. Of the year? Wow. Yeah, that is my match of the year. Big, meaty men bumping meat, beating the holy hell out of each other. Sheamus's chest after that match was just beat red. Uh, Gunther, J- J- Gunther just say, I'm just going to fuck you up until you can't move anymore. Yeah, I love that match. It is a classic. It is the best match WWE has put on in years. I literally an hour before we started recording, I bought a package of ground beef that looked exactly like Sheamus after that match. <laughs> that was my now favorite. that you mentioned it, <laughs> yeah, I love that match. Um, keep going. What else you got on your list? Man, I would put Logan Paul and The Miz in my top 10 list as well. I didn't have that one on my list. It's definitely an honorable mention. Logan Paul, again, three matches this year, all of them excellent work. Yeah. Um, and like the match he had at WrestleMania with The Miz team against the, the Mysterials. That dude is so freakishly athletic. It's insane. Yeah. Like when he hits the frog slash, he does the three amigos. I mean, he doesn't if, do the three amigos as well as Eddie. Well, but no he does one does. Three amigos way better than Dominic. Yeah. Well, no offense to Dominic, but that's not saying too much. But yeah, if um if Logan Paul has a championship next year. I'm not going to be against it. <laughs> if he's running around with like the U.S. or Intercontinental Championship, I'm not going to be complaining. Mm-hmm. I wish his brother could punch better. Or do... what's the problem? He's a he's a real fighter. So when you try to he, throw a fake punch as a real fighter, it always comes off as weird. It's hard to hold, yeah. you know, to not knock someone out. Yeah, but yeah, but them follow through. Yeah. If them Paul boys want to get into the tag team division, I would not be complaining at all. Which again, mm-hmm. considering the their reputation on YouTube is a crazy thing for me to be saying. <laughs> um I gotta I gotta put Pat McAfee and Austin Theory somewhere in the top ten at WrestleMania thirty-eight. That is on my honorable mission list as well. I would also put Stone Cold Steve Austin and Kevin Owens on the top mission as well. That because that was an event. In fact, yeah. all night one of WrestleMania, amazing. Night one was incredible. Um, and then I think you could put Reigns versus Lesnar at SummerSlam. That's my number two in the top ten. Yes, I love that match from Lesnar coming down with the tractor. From him standing on top of the tractor, introducing himself, him throwing the mic at Roman, and Roman catching it and giving him that wink. <laughs> yeah, Lesnar jumping off the start the trailer, uh, the tractor to start the match, like just them beating the holy shit out of each other, and then that end where they're literally throwing everything in Austin Theory on top of Brock Lesnar to keep him from getting back up again. Mm-hmm. Now I, I'll admit I was one of those people people going into the match was like oh my god I'm so sick of this we don't need to see Reigns and Lesnar again especially what happened at, at Wrestlemania their match was, was subpar but who this sh- this podcast has become me and me I'm wrong about a lot of shit tonight but I was definitely wrong about that one 
Anything else? Um, those are the only ones I can think of right now. All right. So you get on my list. You got my number one: Gunther versus Sheamus, Clash of the Clash. Yeah, Cash at the Castle. Two: Roman Reigns versus Lesnar, SummerSlam. Three: Cody Rhodes versus Seth Rollins at Hell in a Cell. Uh, number four: The Men's War Games match at Survivor Series War Games. Of course. When you want to show someone what wrestling is all about, that's the match you show. It was brutal, it was technical, and it had the cinema, the cinema, and the theater. From Roman uh, stopping Jimmy from going in there and saving Jay and sending Sammy instead, Sammy saving Jay multiple times, the Usos accidentally super kicking Sammy and Jay just being like, screw, screw that guy to Sammy proving himself to the bloodline by stopping that three count and betraying his best friend, the man that was his best man at his wedding. (laughs) This is some Godfather shit. This is cinema Martin Sorsese. And then the end when Sammy hits KO with the halluva kick and Jay hits him with the splash, the one, two, three, and then Jay gets up and hugs Sammy. My lord. <laughs> it's it's gonna end horribly, but men, moments like that make you like, God damn, this is why I love this shit, man. <sighs> that was my number four, my number four, or my number five match. Bianca Belair, Becky Lynch, WrestleMania. Yeah, you can't argue with that one. I don't know what to say anymore about Bianca Belair, man. She's Mrs. WrestleMania. Like she, she's had what two WrestleMania matches between Becky Lynch and Sasha Banks, and it has not missed. Like she, oh, her last woman standing match against Bailey was pretty intense mm-hmm. at uh, Crown Jewel. Yeah, and I can believe she had the match earlier, the Elimination Chamber match, where mm-hmm. she went out and just, she dominated, she pinned everybody. And yeah. I think everybody except for one person, she is like, she's a star, like in mm-hmm. every sense of the world. word. Like, we talk about, oh, I remember earlier, this year they're talking about oh since Roman is on SmackDown he's taking his like his uh, reduced schedule who's gonna be the person on Raw and I'm like and I remember at the time I was like it's Bianca Belair she's the person she's the superstar she's the leader it's hard to argue man I, I don't think you could pick a better face right now yeah of that brand than than Bianca Belair. Mm-hmm. Oh, and the one she's fit- fought them all, and she's beat them all, and she's she's incredible in the ring. And let me tell mm-hmm. you, when we get that heel, um, the heel turn from her and Montez, <laughs> and they're running raw. Oh, <laughs> it's coming! Oh. oh, can't wait! All right. So that was our wrestling matches of the year. So let's get to our top 10 wrestlers from 2022. You got your list? No, but in my head, kind of. 
Uh, do you have them in order or just as random? Uh, random, but oh. also I, I I know I can. Obviously, I think our number one is probably gonna be the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one and two will probably be the same in some order. But I'll say top to t- number ten. I I will say Logan Paul. Man, because he only had three matches, but they were all bangers. Mm-hmm. They were all great. And, I, you know, it's hard to put him above other performers that have put in a full schedule. Mm-hmm. But I think it's okay to put him at number 10 because um, I think he deserves it at this point. Yeah, I agree. Um, so my number 10, well, let me first go, go through a process. So I just wrote down the names of every WWE wrestler that I could like just think about having a, um, just a moment that I could just regulate in a second. And my first list had like, Oh, 35 names on it. And then I just <laughs> kept whittling, whittling, whittling. And then that 10 spot got so hard once I got to the end. But I picked this guy because when you think of 22, 2022 you will think of the moments that this guy had so my number 10 is kevin owens because you're gonna remember the fight he had with stone cold yeah and then you're also gonna remember that he was in the middle of the, the men's survivors series match mm-hmm. and that that was hard because other people i had for you know being on number 10 I'll just say these are all like honorable mission, honorable mentions where guys like Finn Balor, Edge, Austin Theory, AJ Styles, uh, and like uh, the women like Liv Morgan, Ronda R- Ronda Rousey, and they didn't even make my list. It's crazy. All right, moving on. Number nine. Um, I would put. Um, it's hard to. Hard to say, but I would, I think I would put Riddle because he kept it going after Orton got hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, he put on great matches. He uh, had strong feuds after Orton, mm-hmm. and uh, it's just unfortunate that you know his his year was cut short because of his own issues. But that's just how it goes sometimes. That cocaine, allegedly. Hi. My number nine, Rhea Ripley. She Good has pick. become the dominant factor in the Judgment Day. Her storyline that's ongoing right now with Dominic Mysterio is <laughs> one of the most interesting things that's that's happening on Raw right now. Did you see Dominic got arrested again? again. Oh no, not, not again, yeah. but yeah, yeah. He got yeah, he got arrested, and then apparently, like. Um, Damien, they paid his bill, and now Damien Priest is on a private jet with him. I'm like, that's a real friend. Come right. pay your bail and get you on a private jet. That's a real one. I am not a real one like that. I just want you to know that's a real one. There you go. That's good to know. <laughs> um, I would put Rhea as my number eight. Okay, eight performer. Mm-hmm. Because I think she deserves to be in the top ten. Um. Yeah, I mean, she has put on strong matches, 
Um, she's had some big spots. She body slammed the big LG, mm-hmm. big Luke Gallows, six foot eight guy. Uh, um, on television, she had. Uh, she just beat up. She's Akira had the first. She's had the first intergender mm-hmm. win in years on Raw. Um, she is. Yeah, I mean the the story with her and Dominic is very interesting. It's very entertaining, and she is always lurking as a threat to to Bianca Belair. Mm-hmm. And they tease it so many times. They've teased it so many times that it's when it happens, it's going to be worth the wait. Yeah, like, that should be the WrestleMania match: Belair versus uh, Rhea Ripley. For the mm-hmm. Raw Championship, and I'll be sad about uh, you know Bianca losing the championship. She would have had it for almost a year. So, <laughs> I can't be that bad. Uh, my number eight, uh, someone else who had run-ins with Bianca Belair this Belair this year, Becky Lynch mm-hmm. came in the year champion, lost the belt at WrestleMania, um, and just did some outstanding heel work when they came to Bianca Belair. Just like her tired move was like, this woman could beat me, so I'm gonna do everything I can to not have to fight her. And like I said earlier, her, their WrestleMania match was one of the best matches of the year, in my opinion. And the only reason that she's not higher for me is because she missed time with injury. Mm-hmm. But when she's been in the WWE, she's been putting in that work. So she's my number eight. Wholeheartedly agree. Uh, number seven. Um, uh, I'm going to put Seth Rollins. Ooh, yeah. He's been one of the male faces of, of Raw um, since they, for a long time now. He has been a heel and a, he's crossing over into a face in a way. Um, but he's been, you know, a guiding force for that roster. The yeah. whole year, whether yeah. he's, and he's had great feuds. I mean, whether it's with Riddle or with Cody Rhodes or now theory, Austin theory and Lashley. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's, he hasn't missed at all this year. Yeah. All you gotta do is put him out here. You ain't got to worry about anything that goes on with that man on the, on the mic, mic, in the, in the ring, ring, A plus all around. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's number set. That was number seven for you. Yes. My, all right. My number seven, Gunta, the ring general. We're going to look back at this and say I was too low on him, maybe, but you know, just dominant intercontinental champion, bringing back Imperium. Thank you, good lord. Mm-hmm. And night after night, every match he puts in is just, just a beating. <laughs> That's where I mean. it's an <laughs> ass kicking night and night. And I love that shit. Uh, number six. I'll go first. I'll put Becky. You put Becky. My number six, Bobby Lashley. I like it. Well, ever since 
um, 20, the end of 2019 going to 2020, this dude has had a renaissance. The Hurt Business, um, U.S. Championship, win the WWE Championship, going into WrestleMania as champion and walking out as champion. Like, he has done ever since, you know, like I said, 2019, 2020, he has just come alive and been like a, a constant force on Raw and amazingly became like a lovable baby face. Like it was <laughs> grassroots everything. Like it's like people are like, oh my God, he's been he's so good. And they finally gave him a chance. We love this guy. We were waiting for this for so long for them to finally get out their asses and get behind this black beautiful bastard. And now they have <laughs> we love this man. I'm like, yes. See what you've been missing? Yeah, it's like <laughs> I feel like every every chair is like, you see what you could have had this entire time? He was the bl- the black Brock Lesnar. You should treat him like that the entire time he was in WWE. That's <laughs> <sighs> good. Um, number five, I'll give it to a guy, another guy who's had a career renaissance this year, Sheamus. Mm. I. Uh, like I said, that match he had against Gunther at Class of the Castle, best match, match of the year. Loved it. But you look at that guy's work and consistency, consistency this year, it's crazy to think about a couple of years ago, they had him team up with uh, Cesaro because they were worried about his back and keeping him healthy. And then he's out here having these goddamn slobber knockers every month, just, <laughs> just beating the hell out of people and getting beat up. I'm like, week after week, man. Yeah. I'm like, Dude, I, I I have my level of respect for that man has grown so much. I love watching him come out. The, it is it is a joy to watch him. And like I said mm-hmm. before, I like just seeing big dudes beat the holy hell out of each other. He has done it in space this year. Mm-hmm. So this is this is for him his his uh, twenty twenty two and his entire career. I salute you, sir. <laughs> Did uh, I tell you Becky was my number five or number six? Yeah. Okay, so my number five. Um, it's Gunther. Gunther. Yeah. Yeah. No shock there. That man is a beast. Uh, number four? KO. I know, I, I know it's, it's higher than you had, but, I mean, the WrestleMania match, build up to it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, war games. What we're probably going to say, you know, what's going to happen tonight. We're recording on Friday night. He's getting ready to team with John Cena against Sammy and, and uh, Roman. The only reason he isn't higher for me is because he was missing for such a large stretch of time. Right. Okay. That's fair. So, so yeah, that's why it's not higher for, for, for me. But still, like I said, the moments he had, that's why he made top 10. Yeah. Like you're gonna remember the moments he had for this year. Um, that was number four, right? Who do you have My, number four? Seth Rollins. Fair. Like you said, he's Mr. Consistency, he's Mr. Monday night. Whatever mm-hmm. you need from a dude, he can do it, and he can do it with anyone. He's can be out there with Bobby Lashley, with Austin Theory, anybody, any size can go out there and put on a five star match. Yeah, uh, no. Uh, I mean, he's he's in the top ten for a reason. It's just been like 
he's a guy you can always count on. Yeah, I agree. So, so far, your top 10 up until Rollins. Go over those again real quick. Uh, so 10, Kevin Owens, 9, Rhea Ripley, 8, Becky Lynch, 7, Gunther, uh, 6, Bobby Lashley, 5, Sheamus, and 4, Seth Rollins. Okay. I feel like our top three are going to be the same three people, just in different positions. Right. Uh, for me, number three, I got Bianca. I, I can't hate Number three for me is Sami Zayn. Number two, I got Sami Zayn. <laughs> number two, Bianca Belair. <laughs> and number, number one, one Roman. Roman. Of course. <laughs> I mean, but I don't think you could pick a better top three. No, I knew when I was making my list, they were going to be my top three. Everybody yeah. else was just going to fall in line. But what else can you say? Like, I don't think there's anybody that would argue with that top three. Like maybe all three doing the best work of their careers. Yeah. And every time they're on TV, it's a guarantee hit. Yep. And Bianca has a a higher ceiling because she hasn't been doing it as long as these guys. And she still hasn't feuded with Charlotte, I don't think, or Rhonda or uh, Sasha, Hmm. you know, Naomi, Alexa, she's, getting into that now you know there's there's plenty of talent around her to um to keep helping elevate her Mm -hmm. as a star and if she decides to say the nxt talent down there oh yeah gonna be crazy but yeah how can you not say roma's number one the head of the table the head of wwe that dude has a part-time schedule because he deserves it Every time he comes out to to fight, it has that big match feel. Mm-hmm. And it's like you can sit here and say, "Oh, who well, who's gonna beat him for the title?" And I'm always gonna say, "That's for future WWE." Right now, we're trying to have fun, and we are definitely having fun watching Roman in the ring. We are having a great time. Yeah. Like, and his mic work never been better. One thousand percent. I know I will never have to worry about suffering second cash again. That wasn't his fault. That was bad creative. <laughs> and then Sami Zayn, you know, God, what else can you say about this guy, man? I'm gonna I'm gonna fall to my knees when the bloodline portrayed this man. Cause you know it's gonna happen. If that feud carries over into 2023 mm-hmm. and we get a Sami Zayn WrestleMania moment, mm-hmm. you could see, you might be have we might be having the discussion where next year it's Sami number one and Roman number two. I want the because at this point it's like okay, what if he does? Okay, so they do turn on him. He does feud. Let's say he does win the title. Like how does he? How does he keep that going? And at this point, again, again, future, that's for future mm-hmm. WWE. And I don't I think I think he's proven enough now that it's like you don't have to worry about that. You know it's gonna be good. Mm-hmm. Because he made the giant Knox, Knoxville feud work. Oh, another honorable mention. God damn. That yeah. Night, that, 
that WrestleMania night one, incredible. I'll run that back. 2021, he made the, the conspiracy theory, conspiracy theorist gimmick work. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he has been, you know, 1A, 1B, the centerpiece of the biggest storyline in wrestling all year. I just hope when they when the bloodline finally jump him and they knock him out and everything, like everyone starts to leave the ring and Sola Sokoa just turns and looks at him and has like a single tear rolling down his cheek. <laughs> and then leaves, yeah, and then leaves the ring. And then I would just I would just be like, I'll be on the phone like we gotta get this nominated for an, an Emmy. I feel I, you I need, big a, man. I need awards. <laughs> Yeah, this has been fun. The only thing I I would say, the only reason that whole Sami Zayn thing wouldn't happen is um, WrestleMania is in Hollywood. Yeah. And um, Black Adam didn't do so well. Nope. (laughs) So you can get The Rock. You get The Rock. Now, do you get The Rock to take the title off Roman? (sighs) I think... I don't know. I don't think you you you're gonna do that. I think the, the Rock, you know, he's rest. He knows how the wrestling is supposed to go. You're supposed to go out on your back, so he'll show up for the match and then lose to Roman, and officially mm-hmm. make Roman the head of the table. Um, I just, again, like I said earlier, getting the titles off of Roman—that's future WWE's problem okay. now. Triple H may wake up in six months, look at the calendar, be like, fuck, it's tr- it's future problem now. So that's, <laughs> that's in the future. I don't know if they get one tied off or both. I don't know how they're going to do it. Yeah. I don't know. But I know this. It's WrestleMania in Hollywood. You, oh, In fact, here's my big prediction for WrestleMania. The Rock shows up, Steve Austin shows up, and John Cena shows up. Yeah, I think you need I think this is I feel like this is going to be the last year where you definitely need all three of those guys Mm -hmm. for the same night or the same event. And also here's the the thing that always plays over in my mind. I remember uh, Triple H gave an interview. I can't remember if he was talking to Errol Hawani or it was on Logan Paul's podcast. But basically you're talking about how they always had a thing between him and The Rock where they were going to meet and have one more match at WrestleMania, and it just kept getting pushed back because of Rock's schedule and everything, and now it'll never happen because of the health problems. So for me, it's like, if you have a chance to do something this year, do it, because you have no idea what's going to happen in the future. Mm -hmm. Like, you know how busy The Rock is. He's the highest paid actor in Hollywood. John Cena is crazy busy. We don't know how much longer we're going to have Stone Cold active for. Like, if they could get Batista to come back and do it, ask him to come back, too. Like, do this while you have the opportunity now, because you don't know what's going to happen with them. And honestly, you don't know what's going to happen with COVID. It's still out here. Let's not Mm -hmm. forget, Roman did miss a pay-per-view this year because of COVID. Right. So, it's like, do what you can to get this stuff now. And if you know, if everything's fine for a rematch next year or whatever, do you do that next year? But if you can get all those guys, all those super duper stars at WrestleMania in Hollywood, get that crossover appeal, you do that. You plan that right now and you figure out the rest of the show as you can. 
Oh, speaking of which, did you hear the rumor about uh, Brock Lesnar? Yes. Lesnar versus Gunther. Very interesting. But if that match happens, as soon as the match is over, you're going to have to call me and make sure my heart's still pumping, okay? <laughs> okay. Because I might have died and went up to heaven and been, then been cast back down to hell. But that's beside the point. Just check on me if that match actually happens. You got it. <laughs> oh, this is great. I don't think we've been excited. this excited for wrestling in God knows how long. Oh, yeah. real quick. Are there any people that didn't make your list that you are keeping an eye out for next year? Cody. Okay, yeah. Theory, Austin Theory. Mm-hmm. Um, Yo, Austin Theory, Vince leaving might have been the best thing to happen to his character. Yeah. Because he's truly unlikable. Mm-hmm. Um. And he's he's being forced to be on his own. Um, who else would I consider for next year or to Drew keep McIntyre? An eye on? McIntyre, yeah, and um, probably um, I'll say. <laughs> oh, for my I'll list, say, Logan Paul. I'll say Alexa Bliss. Alexa and, and Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt. I would say Logan Paul, Finn Balor, Oscar, mm. and Bailey. That's fair. That's strong. Yeah. And there are a couple of people on NXT like Carmelo Hayes and Braun Baker. Can I give you a, a late honorable mention? Yeah, go ahead. Matt, uh, LA Knight. Yeah. They don't seem to know what they're doing with that Bray Wyatt character still. Mm. They haven't actually wrestled, but that feud. Well, he hasn't wrestled on live TV. Apparently, he wrestled on, um, was MSG. It? Yeah, MSG um, on, on Monday. Uh, yeah, Monday night. Um, but Max Dupree has held his own on the mic. And you really see how good he is on the mic. He's he's getting over with short little catchphrases. Yeah. Starts every promo. Let me talk to you. Yeah. And yeah. And yeah. <laughs> I love how he closes it out mm-hmm. with that. And it's getting over with the fans because they're chanting it right after him. Yeah. You definitely can make the list next year. Been very Interesting and to see. I think... Um, the whole wide thing that's going to be the slowest of slow burns, <laughs> right? Well, I but it was a good year for wrestling, it, it wound up being a good year for wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you know, the one true biggest surprise of the whole year, but um, it looks like things are still going. I mean, it looks like everything is in good shape despite that massive surprise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and even things you never expect to happen are happening, like Shinsuke Nakamura wrestling outside the company. Right. He'll be wrestling the great Muda for his uh, retirement tour. Yep. Apparently, Sting and Darby Allin will be wrestling with him in a six-man tag team match. Oh, wow. 
Yeah. Sting's on his way out too. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. That dude seems to be in high spirits. I just read a column um on the ringer uh that was talking all about Sting and his journey from WCW and changing his look to um Crow Sting and everything. It's like he seems to really still be in love with this stuff. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know who came with that? Give me a crack. Um. Oh God, that was in the column. It was uh Hall, Scott Hall. Yes. R.I.P. Yeah, I remember the writer was like the most important thing that happened in um, WCW may not be because of the writers, but because of uh, Hall and Nash's blockbuster cards. Yeah, <laughs> right. Because they were st- stealing stuff from movies. It was like, well, if you're going to steal stuff from popular movies, you know, steal the good stuff and make it work. And they definitely did for a while. Man, they sure did. Mm-hmm. <sighs> All right. We've been talking for a while. Yeah, bro. So we'll get up out of here. want to re- wish all of you listeners a happy new year. Um, can't wait. Another to- good year of wrestling. Another good year of podcasting. Mm-hmm. Here's to 2023. Yes, yeah, awaits us. We made another year without being the podcast that talks about relationships. <laughs> so, my friend Anthony, thank you for podcasting. It's been a pleasure talking to you all this year. Always. Uh, and uh, we will get back to it next year, 2023. We will be back here again, Lord willing, talking to you, you guys, and. Um, yeah, it's just been a pleasure and a joy to be able to do this, do something I love with uh, my best friend and just, you know, they say if you do something you love, uh, you, you do something you love and there feels like work and well, this doesn't feel like work. We don't get paid for it, but it doesn't feel like work. <laughs> I still love it. Yeah. Anything you want to say, my man? Thanks again, as always, for uh, another year. Look forward to 2023. Yeah. All right, let's get out here before we get too sappy. <laughs> For Anthony, I'm De Quincy. Later.